Oh yes, welcome, hello. It's the sound of the start of your weekend. It's a mixed bag, isn't it? This weekend's docket. We've got FA Cup third round. We've got a handful of games in League One and League Two. And it'll be myself, Ali Maxwell, and him, George Ellick, making betting picks for them. This podcast is sponsored by Betfair. It's for over 18s only. We want to make sure that everyone listening to this podcast is both over 18 and also gamble aware. If you're thinking about placing a bet on the football on anything this weekend or anytime, make sure that you are aware of the risks that come with that. Uh, BeGambleAware.org, the best place to do that. Uh, hello, my friend. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I had a, such an incredible couple of days with you and I'm basking in the glow of that. That's sweet. Really enjoying your energy today. Mm. Just had a cup of tea. So, Oh, that'll do it. Just hot, earthy water is how I've always thought of tea. Mm. Just a complete I waste of time. I love tea so much. Yeah. You, you made the point to me the other, the other day that you thought it was weird that I love both tea and I love coffee. Yeah. And in your mind, people are normally a coffee person or a tea person, but I'm both. But I'd be interested to know if the listeners, are you a coffee person? Are you a tea person? Or like me, do you like coffee and tea? <laughs> we said we wanted more engagement with the pod in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you call the last meal of the day? Is it tea or is it dinner? That's a classic one on Twitter that always gets the uh, the replies, the angry quote tweets. The reason we've been spending so much time together in the last few days, as many of you will know, is Sky Sports' EFL 21 Under 21. Uh, it's our Sky Sports show back for the second year and it's out on Friday the 6th of January, 6pm on Sky Football. It's also available to watch on demand and on the skysports.com website. So please do watch that this weekend and please do uh, chuck any support that you can behind it because it's a big show for us and we really hope it'll go down well. Last week was... A wild one, a, not a good one for me, really. I just got my nap up, Plymouth against MK Dons, a pretty short price as well. And the, the New Year Trixie did not compare to the Christmas tricks. We had Pennington, <laughs> who got sent off after 22 minutes, a red card that has since been rescinded for having been wrong and unfair. And we had Will Collar, who had a rebound full to him with an open goal about 10 yards out to his left foot, unfavoured left foot just tripped on the ball instead of rolling it in and uh, Drysdale for Newport against Crawley had two shots but uh, not very close to the goal. I like how the, the red card was both wrong and unfair. That is <laughs> tough scenes. <laughs> My question to you is George how do you lose a nap and a next best and still end up with 3.35 points profit from six state? That's a bit of fun. Just bet winners mate. Yeah that's good. And the non-bay any time um, in the 1-0 win for Exeter. It was amusing getting, you know, tipping up a 12-5 winner and getting a, a tweet from someone saying, you always get one thing so wrong. And it was because I said I thought it was going to be a goal fest. Well, you know, it wasn't a goal fest, but we got a winner. And if we can keep getting it that wrong, uh, we'll, we'll be doing okay. And then, yeah, the, the the Rotherham cash cow came in again. Millwall scoring over 2.5 goals in a 3-0 win. Um, and I'm not going to do Ipswich goals today. But just as a disclaimer, I, I, I will be betting basically whatever the line is around that price again, because yeah, Rotherham are, are a mess. Uh, and then Wigan lost 4-1 against Hull. And I looked at the off, I laid them at what, at like 2.5 something was it? And they yeah. went off like 3.2. Hull went off massive favourites. So that was nice. The structure this week will be a little bit different just because we've got FA Cup third round games aplenty. Neither of us uh, normally have tons and tons of interest in these games. Uh, we've also got Leagues one and two with a handful. 
I also happen to think it's a good time for any mid-season outright thoughts as we are circa halfway through the season. So the structure this week will be loosened somewhat. We've got five picks each, one from the FA Cup, one from League One, one from League Two, just in terms of, of teams to back. And then I've got a goals pick from the FA Cup and a, a little outright treble to take us through to the end of the season. So where do you want to start? I'm putting up Plymouth Argyle, draw no bet at 7-5. So am I. Uh, yay! <laughs> Double League One. You can't. Uh, is that why you're wearing green? We're both wearing green. That's nice. Green army. Yeah, I think it's a big price. Look, I... I've kind of surprised myself a little bit with this. It's one of those where I think anyone looking through the, the odds this weekend will probably see that and think to themselves, why are top of the league um, Plymouth like five to two to win at, at Bolton? And normally I'd be like, well, you know, the underlying numbers aren't great. They probably do a bad run. Bolton are quite good. Uh, but I am starting to think that maybe we're seeing Plymouth Argyle improve a little bit over the last few weeks in terms of the underlyings. Um, they have had a couple of games in recent weeks where they have been better defensively um, than previously. Looking, I know that the XG battle between them and MK Dons, there wasn't a great deal between the two, but more the way that MK Dons didn't really have a shot for the last half an hour was was quite a nice un-Plymouth Argyle way of shutting the game down. Um, they've won three games on the sorry, four games in the league on the trot in the home win against Morecambe again. Morecambe created very, very little. So there's a couple of snippets in there where, yes, they've run very hot all season. Yes, they've relied on Mike Cooper to be the best keeper in the league to get them where they are. Um, but because that's been the case all season, it doesn't mean it has to continue being the case. And in my head, the old NTT twenty cliche of one thing's going to happen: either the you know the the uh, the data is going to catch up with them and they're going to fall away, or they're going to improve. And, and I just always assume with our guard it was going to catch up with them. But I'm starting to think maybe now. They have got a little bit better and they're up against the Bolton side who come here off the back of a resounding and very important and very good uh, win against Barnsley, a, a side who they will be vying for, for you know, for, for a playoff place and, and possibly, you know, automatics if, uh, if if there's a big drop off, but it's unlikely from from the teams above them. Um, but, you know, Bolton have been a weird side at times this season and before that game, uh, that win, 3-0 win at Barnsley. They've gone to Lincoln, drawn one all. They've drawn 0-0 at home to Derby. Um, their home form has been pretty good, but we we did see the the uh, the game against Oxford. They lost 3-1. Um, at the end of October, um, they've dropped points against Cambridge as well. They lost to Shrewsbury. There are enough bad performances in there to make me think that they are an incredibly short price against a side who are just picking up points for fun. Uh, Morgan Whitaker has left Argyle, which is definitely a blow. But taking, you know, I, I am confident going to this game that Plymouth Argyle will create plenty of opportunities. Um, they quite clearly will come into it fancying themselves. So to be getting like fair odds against about them um, taking the draw out of the equation seems a, a pretty obvious way to play in League One. Uh, so yeah, Plymouth Argyle. I hope I don't curse them because uh, my anti-posts or my kind of two weeks into the season betting slips could really do with them winning this um, but we, we go in again and we double down we do double down because it's a double league one pick I'm also on Argyle I also chose to go draw no bet and I'm going to be at this game and I'm really looking forward to it I think it's going to be both a great game in terms of the, the atmosphere I'm expecting the Bolton fans to really turn up I'm expecting those hardy Argyle away fans to do the same uh, and I think the game should be high quality and very, very entertaining. Um, but I agree with everything that you've said. I think that Bolton's result against Barnsley 
bit of a gimme when you get a, a tenth minute penalty and a red card for the opposition. And just over the last 10 or 12 games, despite a pretty solid points return, I wouldn't say they're hitting massively high standards, not playing terribly, but not that well either. Uh, and a few vulnerabilities. They've conceded the first goal time and time again over the last few months. And, and in many of those games, they came back and won it. But we don't think that's necessarily a sustainable diet, shall we say. They're missing Ricardo <laughs> Santos, who's had this horrible virus illness that hospitalized him and, and they're really easing him back. And that back line just doesn't look as strong without him, I'm afraid. Um, they've got an issue at left wing back as well, where Iredale has picked up a knee injury. Um, Declan John doesn't seem to be around. Gethin Jones may come into play. He's a, a right back by trade, so he'll be on, on his weaker side and, and certainly not as much of an, a threat going forward. Um, they're expected to sign Randall Williams, which is actually a pretty fun signing. Even though they don't play with wingers, they do play with wing backs. And I'm pretty sure that Ian Everett will be more than happy to play Williams at left wing back or right wing back um, if Bradley gets recalled um, in games where they're expected to dominate the ball and dominate possession and just use him as an attacking player. Um, but if he does go straight in here, if he does sign in time, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy that's only started five league games at Hull in 18 months. So either way, I think there's a bit of an issue down the left side and, and Argyle's so strong with Barley Mumba or Edwards, uh, depending on on what sh- which side Schumacher decides to play them on. I think we just know a lot about Argyle at this stage, even knowing the the even knowing the the factors that mean that mean that their underlying numbers aren't as strong as, as some of the other teams, but we know that they are undeniably good in possession. They're excellent on the break. That they have the most counter attack goals in the league. They're very good at attacking um, directly. And and if Bolton are going to overcommit players in possession, then they they should have some joy in, on that uh, on that front. They're good at generating turnovers high up the pitch. I think second in in the league in terms of um, high turnovers that end in a shot. Um, and they do face a fair amount of shots, as discussed many times. So as a neutral at the game, I'm kind of hoping this is going to be quite a fun shootout. But I think Argyle have the, the better cowboys, the better gunslingers. So all results are in play for me, but the the prices just seem too lopsided. I think there's great value in getting with the league leaders. 2.4, draw no bet with the Betfair Sportsbook, Plymouth Argyle. Uh, what about in League Two? I'm backing Doncaster to beat Leighton Orient at 4-1 to one is my League Two pick. Um Signs maybe that for Orient, it's not going to be a procession at the top of the table. Um, they were beaten by Northampton uh, a few days ago, which let Stevenage and Northampton back into the title race. And looking at kind of the XG data over the last four or five games, I mean, they still have a positive XG ratio, uh, but it, it's definitely nowhere near as strong as it had been previously. And I'm starting to wonder if we are going to see Orient drop off a little bit, then now might be the time. There are also big issues in terms of their um, players they have available to them for this one. With Dan Happer, Happy Hap, um, coming off injured about 20 minutes into the into the game, uh, which is a huge blow because he's been a, a magnificent centre-back for them. Um, sadly, for those who heard my nephew um, talking up Shadrach Ogi on the podcast a few weeks ago, he was confused and it was actually um, Dan Happy who who was the player he was talking about. Shadrach Oji did come on um, for Happy and, and is a player that I like a lot, but talk that he might have tweaked a hamstring as well in the game. This was from uh, a Lechnoyan fan on the Not Top 20 squad giving us this intel. And then Omar Beckles was sent off in injury time um, in the game too. So uh, defensive crisis, is a is a pretty big possibility here in terms of I don't know who is going to uh, necessarily play centre back, especially if if Shadrach Oji is out. Um, and as I say, Orient come into this game 
winless in their last three, having drawn nil-nil against Stevenage and Newport, and then they won the loss against Southampton, goalless in their last three as well. Uh, two massive games for them now against Doncaster and Barrow before the reverse against Stevenage, uh, which, you know, the way the Stevenage is going could well be uh, a bit of a, a clash that, you know, whoever wins that might be in the driving seat to win the title. Uh, Doncaster, on the, other, on the other hand, come into this in better form where, you know, it's taken Danny Schofield a bit of time to get his feet under the table, but they've won their last two games. They've scored um, six goals in the process, both at home, and will probably feel like they're on an upward curve. So, you know, a playoff chasing side in Doncaster with two wins on the bounce up against a, a Leighton Orient team winless in three with players out and, you know, the performance is not great. That four to one seems like a, a massive price to me. So that's just straight up because, you know, Orient might, you know, maybe uh, both happy and and uh, and OJ will be fine and they could win this one easily. So I'm not interested in the draw no bet or anything like that. Just chancing that Orient might be uh, a little bit light and that Doncaster continue their run of form. Uh, four to one seems a big price. Yeah, I'm back in Wimbledon at Crew. Uh, this one's at 2.55 with the Betfair Sportsbook. I'm just still keen to get against Crew, even though we did that last week and we didn't win from it. But the game against Tranmere was sort of two different chunks of it. At nil-nil, Tranmere were all over Crew. You can't deny that. They had 12 shots to Crew's one uh, until uh, Colkitt smashed Crew in front from range. Tranmere had had one or two big chances mm. at that point. They had another big chance in the second half. I was pleasantly impressed and surprised by how Crew saw it out, but I still think that flow of the game at nil-nil reflects their general level at the moment, and I want to keep getting against them at these sorts of prices. As for AFC Wimbledon, I'm going to be honest and say I haven't got a great grasp on exactly how good they are right now because they've had a great points return recently. They've won six of their last 11 with four draws and just the defeat against Sutton a couple of days ago. My gut instinct is is that they're probably not as good as that points return suggests, but certainly performing very solidly at the at the worst. And the atmosphere around the club feels so much better than a couple of months ago. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And I think quite a supportive and positive atmosphere is, is helping them to edge out some pretty tight games, essentially. They've won six of the last 12, five of the last 10, four of the last eight. They're, they're just used to winning matches at the moment. Um, I would hope that Ayub Asal will be back from illness here. He was absent for that defeat against Sutton United and he is a magnificent player. But yeah, this is more to do with crew and backing against them just in case they continue playing at the same level that they have been for, what, four, five, six weeks now. Uh, I want to be getting against them. So Wimbledon, my pick at 2.55. Don't forget that it's bet 10, get two with the Betfair Sportsbook. That means if you bet £10 on EFL Akers this season, you'll get a £2 free bet terms and conditions for that in the description of this podcast. Bet 10, get two with Betfair. Uh, how about an FA Cup pick? A giant killing, perhaps? Talks of banana got, skins and Ronnie uh, Rosenthal? A couple of kind of big prices. My, my selection is going to be Birmingham at five to six of Forest Green, which I'll get on to in a second. But I do think there are maybe a couple of other ones worth pointing out at this stage uh, at bigger prices that, you know, it can just be a gift. Um, I think... Stevenage are really interesting at 20 to 1 at Villa. Um, I don't think Villa will be taking the FA Cup particularly seriously. Um, I think they have other um, issues to, to worry about and other priorities here, despite Unai Emery obviously being a man who, who quite likes getting his hand on a cup. Um, and I think Stevenage will make it quite awkward for them. Uh, and they're 20 to 1 to win the game. Uh, I think it's, you know, it's a 20 to 1 shot. It's probably going to lose. But I think we know what we're going to get with them. They are the best team in my mind or 
one of the top three teams in my mind in League Two. I think their attritional style of play suits a, a cup set quite nicely, where they are very, very adept at defending in a low block. Um, they will put it up the likes of um, whoever plays centre-back, you know, Konza, Mings, whoever it is, in a way that they're not necessarily used to. And set pieces are obviously important for these games as well. It's a bit, a bit of a leveller. And we know that they are very good at that too. Um, Piagiani might, I guess, be on your radar for a goal scorer bet as well, given his recent form. So there'd be one I'd look at. Uh, I also think that uh, Borough are interesting at four to one at home to Brighton. I guess Brighton again will be will be much changed. Uh, Borough in, in a really good vein of form. Um, you know, Borough probably operating not that far away from being relegate. You know, relegation place Premier League club um, team as it is at the moment. But with the you know the the change of of having confidence running through the players up against probably a second string Brighton side seems like a a, a big price for, for the for the home team there. And I also very speculatively might just have a couple of quid on Pompey at, at Spurs. Um, Pompey are seventeen to one. Just, I mean, Pompey obviously in, in terrible form, but um, on the off chance that Conte does massively prioritise the Premier League and, and the bid to, to get top four, um, you know, he's in case they rest players. Uh, Pompey under Simon Bassi's caretaker charge. You never know. I don't believe a new manager bounces, but with the Cowley's gone what we will see in terms of maybe them just, just cutting loose. And it's easy to forget, despite Pompey's poor form, you know, they were one of the favourites for, for the league this season. They've got quality players. I think, you know, the likes of Karoma, Curtis, Bishop, um, you know, these are players that, that can hurt decent sides. They're good technical players. Um, so there'd be my kind of three possible upsets. But I think Birmingham are, are a fair price at five to six to beat Forest Green. Forest Green in woeful form at the moment, really poor. We're getting a good price here because Birmingham have been very poor in their last three games. But I think their clear advantage, clear ability and John Eustace, a very, very good manager and coach, should see them through fairly comfortably. Um, I Yeah, I think they should be uh, heavy, heavy odds on to, to to win this one in 90 minutes against a side who look completely abject at the moment and have lost their striker in Connor Wickham. Um, Jordan Garrick has gone in there. He's barely played this season. Um, seems to be a player who uh, plays well in every kind of one in every 10 games and um, excites people then, but then goes missing in others. And uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll miss Wickham. They'll miss that presence up front and Birmingham should have a, a pretty easy time of it. Okay, nice. Uh, my cup pick is another game that I'm going to be attending this weekend. I will be at Stockport against Walsall on Sunday. Cannot wait to visit Edgeley Park and I think this is a really interesting game because it's the two teams that have picked up the most points in League 2 over the last 12 games uh, but this is a, an FA Cup game so a little bit of a, a different feeling and I've landed on Stockport minus 1 at 3.2 here um they're pretty short around the 1.73 mark at the moment with the sports book to win the game I'd probably I was pretty tempted to back them when they were at 1.75, but I've gone minus one here. Firstly, the matchup. Well, we've got some pretty recent evidence uh, of what these two teams do when they take to the field together. Stockport beating Walsall 2-0 at Walsall uh, one week ago on the 29th of December. And the consensus after that game from uh, at least one Walsall fan and at least one excellent neutral observer on the NTT20 squad, Matt and Craig, was that Walsall had actually played pretty well and played at a similar level to how they've been playing in the last couple of months uh, under Mike Flynn, a good League Two team who are picking up a lot of points, but that Stockport were just simply a level above, maybe even better than that. And I think that's how I see it at the moment. Um, whichever way you slice it, Stockport have been ridiculously good in the last three months. 
that their dominance is very real. It's very tangible and it has a lot of substance behind it. That's whether you look at pure results, whether you look at underlying performance metrics, whether you watch full games, whether you watch highlights, whether you don't watch any games, you just look at the score lines. You'll see that Stockport County are winning a lot of football matches, scoring quite a lot of goals. In that time, or in the last 12, rather, in the league, they've scored uh, 1.75 goals per game. They're creating one and a half expected per game, which is very high. Um, they've scored two or more in 10 of their last 13 in all competitions. They're very, very strong. Uh, had a setback, losing 1-0 at Grimsby last weekend. I think an, an aberration in the true sense of the world. Uh, just a word, rather. Uh, an exception rather than the rule. Walsall are missing Liam Bennett for good because he's been recalled by Walsall. Uh, and Hayden White's injured as well. That means that... The back six, that's the goalkeeper in the back five that felt really settled and performing really well over the last few months. That's now been chipped away at. They've lost White, who's a senior member uh, through injury and Bennett record. That means that either at centre-back, you've got uh, Asheen McEntee, who, who started the last game, played well in, in their win against Mansfield, but only one appearance so far for the club. Uh, maybe new signing Joe Lowe, another young defender on loan from Bristol City. Uh, Tom Knowles played right wing back last game. You'd say probably not a position that he's that comfortable in compared to some of the other ones. Uh, and, and Stockport is so dangerous down that left side that you're really going to want your defenders out there to be pretty switched on and, and pretty comfortable. So not ideal, I think, for Walsall. And with Stockport having looked so much stronger than them a week a week or so ago at the Bescott, I kind of expect them to, to, to do so here at Edgeley Park as well. I, I don't think Walsall are, are actually a hugely potent attacking team. Their good form has been mainly predicated on a strong defence, which which I think is a bit weakened by personnel. And it wasn't good enough to stop Stockport scoring two at their place the other day. So Stockport minus one for me, uh, 3.2 uh, in front of my eyes on Sunday. That just leaves, what does it leave, George? A goals pick and a little outright. Yeah, my goals pick is in that game I mentioned earlier. For, uh, um, Brighton, both teams to score and over two and a half goals at 2.1. So 11 to 10. Um, I've, I mean, a bit of Premier League betting stuff, but I'm just betting overs in, in every single Brighton game at the moment. And uh, the market doesn't really seem to agree. I was I was like, couldn't believe the, the goal line for the Arsenal-Brighton game. I mean, it's a massive aftertime, obviously, now. And, I, you know, I apologise for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, Deserby's games previously in his managerial career has been incredibly um, high scoring. Anyone who's watched Brighton since he's come in can see that it is really ultra aggressive and attacking. And therefore, after some weird early games where they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net in in high XG matches, which weren't having goals, we're now seeing the goals starting to rain. Similar with Borough. Borough's recent game is really high scoring as well. Um, I think cup games, BTTS is always a bit of value as well, because you know that um, when one team um, goes forward, they've got more of a, a lead to protect, I guess, with just the, the winner qualifying and going through. So therefore, I think game state plays an even bigger part when you've got two fairly well-matched sides. And I've already said, I think, Borough are value to win the game. So, yeah, I think this is, um, yeah, this should be a really entertaining game. It's the game that I would want to watch. Um, probably the, the the tie of the um, of the round from a pure entertainment value in my, in my mind. And uh, yeah, I think the, the goals should reign. And I anticipate that that guy who tweeted us um, about the Oxford Exeter. I'll be disappointed if I don't have a tweet from him at five o'clock on Saturday when this finishes 0-0. For my goals pick, well, you guys know by now that I, I like to use these sorts of, of weeks to stretch my research wings when you have things like FA Cup games or last game of the season, that sort of thing. I just like to spend a bit of time digging into to previous years and seeing if anything gets chucked up. And what gets chucked up here? Well, I took a look at 
fourth tier teams, League Two teams playing against Premier League teams uh, in the third round or later uh, in the last five or six seasons. And I looked at the score lines and the goals, really, goals scored. So since 2017 18, I counted 22 games between League Two teams and Premier League teams in the FA Cup. Uh, over 2.5 goals has landed in 15 of 22 of them. That's 68%. So pretty strong uh, over 2.5. But in 11 of those 15, they've gone over 3.5 goals. That's 50% of the 22 games between League Two and Premier League teams have gone over 3.5 goals. The gap between these teams can be massively exacerbated when the game starts to get away from the, the fourth tier team. You know, this almost always happens in the form of a 3-1, 4 4-0, 5-0, that sort of scoreline. We've got two such games this weekend, and I'm just going to follow the numbers. Uh, Gillingham against Leicester on Saturday, over 3.5 goals at 2.63, and Villa-Stevenage over 3.5 goals at 2.25. So, as I said, uh, 11 of the last 22 meetings between League Two and Premier League teams have gone over 3.5 goals. That's 50%. So implied probability of, of, or implied odds, I guess, of even money uh, at 2.63, the Jill's Leicester game and 2.25, the Villa Stevenage game. We're getting better than even money that they go over 3.5 goals. So I've doubled them up. The double is uh, 5.91. So that's, what's that? Just under five to one. Jill's Leicester on Saturday, Villa Stevenage on Sunday. It'd be good to head into that Sunday game with some interest riding on it. Over 3.5 goals double. Gillingham Leicester and Aston Villa Stevenage. Betfair's Bet Builder allows you to combine selections easily into one bet. And with popular Bet Builder on Betfair, you can easily add trending EFL or other Bet Builder selections to your bet slip in just one tap. Head to the Betfair Sportsbook app and right at the top of the football section, you'll see the popular Bet Builders. Some outright thoughts. I mean, there's only one kind of main one um, here. I, I think. There is value in backing Hull in in a couple of markets, basically, um, is what I'm going to focus on here. I mean, I I also it's, it's not particularly sexy, but I think Rotherham four to five to get relegated. The Betfair Sportsbook is, you know, that should be I think two ones probably um, still maybe a bet. But um, yeah, Hull are five to one top half, which is the, the probably the better bet, and then twenty two to one to finish in the top six, which I think is also um, a good price where looking at the league table at this moment in time, Hull are currently in 16th position. They are two points beneath Coventry and Swansea. Uh, they are just six points off Millwall in sixth. Yet a look at the league table will tell you, um, sorry, a look at the, at the prices will tell you that the top six price for Coventry and Swansea, uh, with the Betfair Sportsbook, five to one Coventry, five to one Swansea, and to finish in the top half, we've got I think Coventry around about four to seven, uh, same price as Swansea as well. So heavily odds on, and they're only a couple of points behind, and that's completely fair when you first look at it because Coventry and Swansea have been a way better side than Hull over the course of the whole season. But I think Hull in the last few weeks under Liam Senior have been a way, way, way better side uh, than they were previously. They're unbeaten in their last five, three draws against Watford, Hull and Blackpool have come, and then two away wins against Birmingham and Wigan. The last game against Wigan, winning 4-1, incredibly impressive. Uh, Oscar Estupinian um, has returned to some decent form. John Seri's back in midfield. Um, Sayabanesh is playing on the right-hand side. Ozan Tufan returning from injury as well. Their team 
It's still, I think, pretty good. As we said, pre-season, their squad, in my mind, is still probably a top 10 budget squad with Ashwin and Charlie. I think we're going to see them strengthen in January again. Uh, Malcolm Ebiove was a player linked. Uh, it seems like Hull may have jumped the gun a little bit on kind of uh, announcing it before it was meant to be announced. He was on the bench for Palace last night, but if they get him in, that would be an unbelievable signing. They've got the, the financial clout to do it. And I, I basically think that their price is being priced up as if they are the same side as, as maybe they were previously on a good time on a good on an upward tick whereas actually I think they are currently probably a, a top 10 side of the way they're playing uh, and if they continue to improve they will close that gap very quickly the discrepancy in price between them and Swansea and Coventry is utterly ridiculous so there you go Hull all aboard the Hull yeah I think personally at this stage of the season if I'm looking for some outright interest I'm I'm probably looking for something at a double figure price to keep me excited heading into the last what five months of the season. I've got a 10 to 1 treble using the Betfair Sportsbook that I've backed today uh, that goes up as my fifth and final pick uh, on this betting show. I'm going to start with the League One selection, the League One leg of the treble, Accrington relegation, uh, 2.6. So still very much odds against Accrington relegation. They're currently 20th, which is the spot just above the relegation zone. They're on 22 points, which is the same as Burton, who are just beneath them, um, with uh, one goal difference worse than Accrington. Burton have played two games more than Accrington. Then there's one more uh, point down towards Morecambe and Milton Keynes, who have both played a game more than Accrington as well. But, well, you know that I think Burton are playing a lot better than their league position suggests. Uh, the most recent 5-0 defeat against Morecambe, notwithstanding, I think that is an exception rather than a rule at the moment. I think there's a chance that MK Dons could improve under Mark Jackson to the point where they start picking up more than a point per game rather than less than, as they have done so far this season. And Morecambe have won back-to-back. And who knows what sort of tune Derek Adams could get out of Morecambe. They beat Accrington 2-0 just a couple of days ago. Accrington are in really, really poor shape. Uh, They've only got six points from their last 12 league games. They're conceding uh, just over two goals per game in that time. They've got and always have had a pretty poor squad for the level due to their budgetary restrictions. But in previous seasons, Coleman has managed to get them so hot to start the season that they've been well away from the relegation zone um, ahead of a a general drop-off in the second half of the season. Well, that's not the case this season. It's their first proper relegation battle for a long time and I'm not feeling great about them. I don't think they've necessarily got the money to to make obvious uh, and guaranteed improvements. They've signed... um, your man Presley on loan from Brentford, who's a, a target man type, which should help them a little bit, but um, they're so poor defensively and I do worry for them. I think 2.6 is a is a fair price about a team whose improvement I don't see coming as clearly as at least two of the teams that are beneath them and very, very close to them. Uh, the second leg in the selection is Stockport to win promotion from League Two. That's at 2.7. Uh, obviously, Stockport are 13th at the moment and they're 12 points off third place so uh, I, I was tempted to to back them top three finish we know that that can happen very easily in league two in fact the last two seasons we've seen it haven't we on this date last year Bristol Rovers were 18th in league two 13 points off third and they 
just about managed to, to finish third and get promoted. So Stockport closer both in, in terms of uh, uh, team distance in 13th and points distance uh, with 12 points. They've picked up the second most points in the division in their last 12. And as discussed earlier, they're in ridiculous shape at the moment. I think if they were to make the playoffs, they would head into them strong favourites for them. Um, so I'll, I'll take that as insurance. Uh, 2.7 Stockport promotion. I could see them meet, reaching the top three. I could certainly see them winning the playoffs if they make them. And I don't see them finishing outside the top seven. So the third one, uh, just a bit of Aka booster fodder, really. Uh, Middlesbrough top six at 1.57. Uh, it's a very, very short price. And I think there's good reason for that. Middlesbrough are at least the third best team in the league right now, um, proving it with their results under Michael Carrick. They look ridiculously sharp going forward um, and I've been so impressed with them and I, I see it as being pretty sustainable. They're in the top six at the moment uh, in fifth place. Of course, we know that the, the gap between third place Blackburn on 42 and 17th place Birmingham on, on uh, 32, it, it's all pretty congested. But if the cream's going to rise to the top, the cream is going to be wearing red. Uh, it's going to be Middlesbrough um, finishing the top six at 1.57. The treble is at just over 10 to 1, 11.03 with the Betfair Sportsbook. And it is Borough, top six finish in the Championship, Accrington relegation in League One, and Stockport promotion in League Two. I think that'll give us a bit of interest at 10 to 1 for the next few months. So that is my outright mid-season selection. George, why don't you recap your selections for us heading into this mixed docket weekend? Yeah, League One, Plymouth, John Obert at Bolton, Doncaster to beat Lane Orient in League Two at four to one. My Birmingham, sorry, wait at Forest Greens in my FA Cup pick, pick, but also in the FA Cup uh, over two and a half goals and BTTS in Borough Brighton at two point one, and then um, Hull at five to one for a top half finish, and also yeah, I wouldn't put you off the twenty two to one for a top six finish as well. And my picks are at Plymouth, draw no bet, 2.4. Away at Bolton on Saturday in League 2. I'm back in Wimbledon at 2.55 at Crew Alex. A bit of FA Cup fun comes in the form of Stockport, minus one against Walsall on Sunday at 3.2. I'm also backing over 3.5 goals in Gillingham v Leicester and Aston Villa v Stevenage as a double at 5.91. And my outright selection is a... Treble at 11.03, that's uh, Borough top six in the championship, that's Accrington relegation, and that is Stockport promotion. All prices with the Betfair Sportsbook, that's been this week's NTT20 betting show. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, if you listen to this before Friday, 6pm, why not head to Sky Football and watch our Sky Sports show, EFL 21 Under 21. Find out all about 21 young players in the EFL that we really like, that we think have big futures uh, please make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast feed because we'll be back again on monday we're going to be doing some mid-season predictions who's going up who's going down that's what we're going to try and work out um, so join us on monday and uh, thanks very much to betfair for sponsoring this podcast as always and thanks to you for listening go out 